dog. <laughs> Don't pet the dog and put your fingers in your mouth. Pet your eyes. Oh, I want to touch my eyelashes. Yeah. Pet your own. <laughs> Yay. Good stuff. Cool. Walking by, walking in the mission in the rain. Walking in the mission in the rain. Well, it's it's Diamond Dave. Shout out to Diamond Dave. I think he's still alive. That's his favorite song. He was song. alive last time. I last time I I talked oh, to him, he, he was alive. Good, he's alive. Last time I talked to him, he was alive. Diamond nice. Dave. Yeah. All right, have a good pizza. Oh, factual, Yay. Yeah. Very factual. See you. He was alive. Wait, wait. Before we check that out, okay. I have to tell people, we are into the 8 o'clock hour, which is usually old soul radio. They aren't here. We're commandeering their time. I can do that. I it's own Muni Takeover. It's Muni Takeover. <laughs> old soul radio. We're old not soul. playing rap. Maybe we'll wait, play well, a little maybe gangster we will. rap. Maybe Who we knows? Will. <laughs> maybe we'll play some Snoop Dogg for the doggy dogs. So we're dogs not obligated. <laughs> maybe we'll play it for the OGs. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But it's... Uh, it's stick around it's, and find out. Around will and we? Find won't out. we? But we are commandeering. Hey, I love you, Professor Gable. I love your entire thing and all the work you're doing. And Mike Evans Jr., the originator of this show, thank you so much. I'm commandeering your time. And here we are. Now, what were you going to say? So, you, Guitar Center just bought my old drum set for $450. Nice. So, Guitar Center? And, but wait, 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 wait. And just to think, you could have just gave it to me for free. But here's well, the... For your time, for your wasted time, but but it's great that Guitar Center is like. Um, I didn't realize That's that. That's cool. I didn't realize they were bu- the Buffalo Exchange. Of, oh yeah. Well. It's. It's it's. That's interesting. Hard, but real CDs. artifacts exist, and that they're paying money for them is great. And I'm sorry that we're in an economy where people are feeling that they have to sell all their stuff. Yeah. But I'm also happy that why make more stuff when all the stuff's still out there? So if you have some weird erasure CD from 1983, yes, I want that erasure CD from 1983. And yeah, I want to find it in some weird bin somewhere. I don't know. I mean, they oh, bought it for 50 cents. I'll buy it for a buck. Pizza, go, go, go get your pizza. Go get your pizza. Love, love, love. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be here at four. I'll be here at four. If anyone wants to stalk me, I'll be here at four. That's. Oh, no. I, I, I watch my drinks now. Barely hard. Which comedian was it that had that joke about how, like, they had a stalker ex and it wasn't hard to find them because they're a comedian and they're always putting the time and place where they're exactly. going to be? Yeah. Every time and <laughs> Who place. was that? I don't know. I heard I it know. here. I just don't remember. And the collage of comedians. It's easy to stop. It's very easy. It's like, yeah, like it's if, not if actually. You just scroll through my Facebook and you can see all the times and places I'm gonna be at what bar at what it's, time because the. It's very easy because Mutiny Radio exists as its own space, and I do show up here every day. So 
it's not unlikely. So if there's any eligible stalkers out there. Hey, you know where two seven wait two seven one eight two seven eight one i'm sorry i'm dyslexic two seven eight one twenty first street it's a lot of numbers but you can come stalk me anytime you want and you can call us at four one five five zero zero five one one you can do it we'll put you we'll patch it hey call call, call it up if you got music you want to hear, we can. We have YouTube just like you do. <laughs> but don't tell YouTube that we've been using YouTube because they get really mad when we do Only that. Only on that computer. I feel like if I wipe this computer's fine. Actually, yeah, and, and it's only on the fine. Safari browser. If you do it on the Chrome browser, different. Whoa. I know. I know. Learning lessons all the time. Interesting. So I can use the Chrome browser. So I've been using the and on your phones also works. Um, but I also choose to do a lot of CDs here because we have so many CDs. By your feet, all of those are CDs in boxes, like yeah. all of them oh, and these, organized. These all of them. All of them. Somebody else just outside put all of these CDs in a tree in a bag and like. I'm those like, are those are and tree then I was CDs. like, you, you could just give them to us, and they were like, yeah. I mean, this is kind of what we were, we were hoping they would go there. I'm like, you could have just. Put them, gave, yeah. Gave them to us, but no, yeah, they're tree even... CDs. That's a thing. They yeah, were found in a tree <laughs> in the mission. I, I, Do those I saw them. They were planting the new what tree CD. Pick a good one. We'll put I'm one opening, in. I'm opening up randomly. Yeah. I don't know who Eddie Brickett is or Brickle. Eddie Brickell. Eddie Brickell. Jesus Christ. Are you fucking kidding me? All right, fine. Let's listen to it. Oh, then. my God. <laughs> no, she was. She was married. Look, it to, was the handwriting. I know how to read. Was, it was the handwriting, you guys. She was married <laughs> to, um, and she might still be married to Paul Simon. Oh, okay. Raquel and the New Bohemians? You have no, I have no clue. This isn't oh, fuck yeah. Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. <laughs> Some lesbian. Some exactly lesbian just right. gave us all of her CDs, and <laughs> I am fucking stoked. This was like stoked. a while. Mark Anthony. Oh, my Let's God. Da, 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 Simply da. Red. I'm just going through. Michelle Branch. I remember when that was a thing. Yeah. Edie Burtkell. Married. Indigo oh. Girls. Yeah, definitely Indigo a lesbian. Girls, oh definitely God. a lesbian CD collection. Well, all I have to say is um, I am a... <laughs> If I had $500, I would buy her 1989 Subaru uh, in Forest Green. Oh, this one was, a, was a, for Anita with love. So it's a lesbian named Anita. We're learning so much about this person just going through these donated CDs. But it's funny that they just put them in the tree and they're like... Mm-hmm. Tree CDs. We'll just take them. And they're like, we were hoping that you would. And I'm like, then why didn't you just give they them work. to us? The CDs work. Because <laughs> it tree. was fate. The tree is a middleman. Yeah, <laughs> why you got to use a tree as a middleman? What's wrong with you? But I was there when they put it. I'm like, okay. And then good. What's that Sean mean? was doing, I don't know. Oh. Sean was doing Bughouse Square, and I just, like, snuck in and was like. Put the, it says, frozen chicken patties. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what it's, a, it's a blank CD on both sides. Well, it looks like there's something on it, like like uh, something embedded on it, but it just says frozen chicken patties uh, in the center. We gotta play that next. That's yeah, we definitely should put that in the queue. <laughs> I, I might get to an Edie Brickell song. Oh, uh, you were talking about. Oh yeah, the angels are singing women's songs. bluegrass gospel collection. This is totally yeah. a lesbian. Okay, this is right up now. This starts. This starts soft. Starts with some 
some guitar picking. I like it. I'm guessing they were probably an adult uh, by the time the 90s were a thing. Katie Lang. I just saw Katie Lang out of the corner of my motherfucking yeah. eye. I just saw Katie Lang. I'm like, damn, yeah. bitch, this is all the singer-songwriter I need. That was great. I'm glad I picked mm. it up randomly. Mm. I like this case, too. I like this case. So here's also the funny thing is is like Finch was outside with me and originally he was like well I think I could keep these cases and get rid of the CDs I'm like no we're just gonna give them to the station he's like "Eh, that's a better idea I don't really need these and I'm like what well it's we need all the lesbian tracks because there just there just isn't enough there's never enough lesbian tracks look at that this one's cool that looks like a little walker. I'm and I think that's why he was like, oh, maybe I can, I can, put, I actually... I can put drugs in there or something. I don't know. <laughs> this is really cool. I'm, I'm super Is down. it Ditto or Dido? No one ever knows. Dido. Are you kidding me? This is, oh my God, she was like 1991 oh, no. amazing. Do you know I Dido? Just know, I just, no, I know, I've but I also of. have heard it pronounced both ways so many times that I, I'm like, does anyone really know? Wait, you does heard it Dido? Dido even know? Dido don't know. Well, I'm or maybe really that's excited. just because I grew up around a bunch of redneck hillbillies, but no one <laughs> pronounced was it that, the same oh, way. Oh my God, is, that's not Wilson Phillips, is it? I see something that looks like Phillips, but it can't be Wilson no, Phillips. Pack, so that would be too. I don't crazy. know. I think it's a different language. <laughs> Pack, so there's an accent over the O. Oulot or something. Oh, it's totally in a different language. Yeah. Nora Jones. Oh, Nora Jones. Nora wow. Nora. She's fun. She's impossible to sing. She has a range that's like, it's it's very difficult. Yeah. I've been, th- this past week, I've um, decided that Amy Mann is the best person in the history of the universe. She was the lead singer of Till Tuesday in 1983, Voices Carry. And then she did a bunch of other stuff. She became famous again in 2006 because she did two songs on the Magnolia soundtrack. And then, but she's a singer-songwriter that's amazing, and she just sings to my soul. She just like I like everything she does just resonates, and it's like, and she's sort of in my range, so I can sort of sing the songs too, and it feels so good. Love, 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 Amy Mann. Everybody look around. So I think we shouldn't put the frozen chicken patties on cue because I just found. The world, according to Mr. Rogers, important things to remember. Fred Rogers. Wow. Yeah, that's um, that so in. sweet. Is that a rip or is that an original? That's an original. That's actually it has his little sweater on it. Oh, oh wow. His little, but no shoes because he took them off. Because shoes are gross. Yeah. No, Give me the Fred Rogers. Okay. Because shoes are gross. Someone the other day shamed me. They were like, "You don't take your shoes off when you get home," and I'm like. No. <laughs> I'm like I should because I know how gross San Francisco is, but I just compromise by not eating anything I drop on the floor anymore. Well, my <laughs> cats are gonna yeah. sniff my shoes whether they're on my body or not, and I'd rather them come up close to me. So that's why I'm keeping the shoes on. Because my cats <laughs> come up to me and sniff them. If I put them to the side, they sniff them over there. They want to hear the weird, or they want to hear, they want to smell the weird guy that lives downstairs who's been living downstairs for 10 years. And they think, too? Yeah, they love him. Okay, here's some. This. Oh, here comes the trolley. 
Acoustic Iceland. Simon and Schuster Radio. <gasps> Acoustic Iceland. Wait, what is Fred saying? He hasn't said anything. The world anything according yet. to Mr. Rogers. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to be so Important informal, to Mr. Remember. Rogers. I just felt like we By got Fred so close. Rogers. Read by Tyne Daly, John Lithgow, John Lily Tomlin, and Andre Watts. With a forward by Joanne Rogers. I'm, I'm exploring the third. Uh, yeah, go through the thing. Anderson Stanley once wrote, He has achieved success who has lived well, laughed often, and loved much, who has enjoyed the trust of pure women, the respect of intelligent men. And the love of little children. I'm already bored. <laughs> Respect to the love of pure women and intelligent men? Fuck you with your misogynist bullshit. <laughs> women have to be pure, but you respect intelligent yeah, men? Fuck, what about you know intelligent what? Fuck you, women? Fred Rogers. Fuck you, Fred Rogers. <laughs> we were what so on board until we realized. So until you're like, women have to be silent and pretty and pure, and men get to be intelligent. Ha 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 ha. All right, you guys, you guys are right. We should have stuck with frozen chicken patties. We're taking out. We're taking out this fucking. Are we gonna break it? Fred Rogers. Matt, we we can jump to like thirteen or four twenty yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, we don't have to start from okay. the beginning. <laughs> Fuck the beginning. <laughs> Like, it's already evoking too much emotion. It's too, I mean, I know that the patriarchy exists or whatever, but Fred, really? You had to bring it, you had to bring it in the first 30 seconds? Because <laughs> <This laughs> you couldn't. Pure women? You said pure women? Jesus Christ. Ah! This uh, frozen chicken patties, uh, it looks like there's like one song on it. <laughs> it's like a demo. I'm very interested. Discovering the truth about ourselves is a lifetime's work. Number John Lithgow. It's worth the effort. As, as mentioned. <laughs> Confronting okay. an appropriate expression always takes strength, not weakness. It takes strength to acknowledge our anger. Is this a computer voice? And sometimes more strength yet I know, it was reminding me. What's that one show called? Oh, you need that, uh, the robots were into non-violent stories? Radio 11. It takes uh, radio strength 11. Yeah, to face our like... sadness. And to Is grieve, it Radio 11 all of a sudden? And to let our grief and our anger oh, flow into the time. It's Radio 11. When they need to. It takes strength to talk about our feelings and to reach out for help and comfort when we need it. And it sounds like a computer voice. Make men cry. That's Music what I'm trying to say. Music is the one art we all have inside. And you know, don't just stop we at men. Make to little boys cry, too. Maybe I should sing along do more like uh, tricking feet. them and tripping them. Have you ever them? seen Knocking a baby their ice creams out of their hands? <laughs> <laughs> They're so little they can't do oh, anything. When you think of it, Dude, I just recently watched this thing called or her parents may have been Kid President. And it was like so cute that I wanted to like it was like almost too You didn't want to slap a boy's face? Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, it's just Was so Was a kid wholesome. president? How many girls were kid president? <laughs> there, yeah, there hasn't been a girl kid no! president oh! yet. Oh! Yeah, kid true. president is all boys? Just that one, yeah. Oh, so there's only one kid president. There's only one kid president, as far as I know. But then there was a video of kid president, because he they were making these little videos, like... Uh, during the Obama administration, and it really is so heartwarming. I almost want to show you 
Let me find it. But uh, why did oh, I bring it won't work on that computer. Oh, find yeah, it on my, unless find it's it on, on the... Okay, I was like... Because if you do it on... That, that computer's the only one that doesn't do YouTube. But I thought it was okay if I did Oh, do Chrome. Chrome. Open up a Chrome. If you have to find a Chrome, though, good luck. A Chrome. I mean... Oh, there's a search bar. I'm learning high. how MacBooks work. It's uh, say, frustrating. Let the kid walk on the wall. He's got to learn to do things for himself. Yeah. Is there it? I loved my grandfather for trusting me so much. His name was Fred McFeely. What? No Fred wonder McFeely. I included a lively uh, Mr. elderly McFeely delivery man in our television neighborhood, whom we named Mr. McFeely. Did I do that wrong? <laughs> Part of the problem with the word disabilities is that it immediately suggests an inability to see or hear or walk or do other things that many this of us take for granted. But what of people who can't feel <laughs> or talk about their feelings or manage their feelings oh, in constructive ways? What of people who aren't able to form close and strong relationships and people who cannot find fulfillment in their lives or those who have lost hope, who live in disappointment and bitterness and find in life no joy, There's this no one love. where he's like talking These, to, to a little kid the about the, their first that? day of life. Kid president. Just type in kid president. It's not the honors and the prizes and it the fancy like, outsides of life it was that ultimately much. nourish it was like, our souls. You know what? It's the knowing that we can be trusted, kid that we never have, have to fear the truth, so that the bedrock of our very being is firm. All our lives, we rework the things from our childhood like feeling good about ourselves, managing our angry feelings, being able to say goodbye to people we love. In order to express our sense of reality, we must use some kind of symbol, words or notes or shades of paint or television pictures or sculpted forms. None of those symbols or images can ever completely satisfy us because they can never be any more than what they are, a fragment of a reflection of what we feel reality to be. Some days, doing the best we can may still fall short of what we would like to be able to do, but life isn't perfect on any front, and doing what we can with what we have is the most we should expect of ourselves or anyone else. I remember after my grandfather's death, seeing Dad in the hall with tears streaming down his face. I don't think I'd ever seen him cry before. I'm glad I did see him. It helped me know that it was okay for men to cry. Many years later, when my father himself died, I cried. And way down deep, all right, we're I gonna would have said it was all right. We're going to move into... Uh, Solitude Some is different from kid president here, and it doesn't have to be a I lonely kind really, of thing. Like, you know, it was something that was so beautiful, I wanted to share it. A letter to a person on their first day here. Today, over 360,000 babies will be born, and you are one of them. Welcome, this is the world. It's a pretty cool place. There's lots to see, smell, there's corn dogs. Ah, I'm getting ahead of myself. There's just so much to do. Singing. Dancing? Oh, and laughing. <laughs> Laughing's the best. It's especially great when when you laugh, milk comes out of your nose. But only if you just have milk. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just gross. Some days, gross things will happen. Some days, awesome things will happen. Some days, you'll get ice cream. And some days, you won't. Some days, your kite will fly high. Some days, you get stuck in the tree. 
It's just how it is here. There's plenty of reasons to dance. You just gotta look for them. Don't worry though, you won't be doing this alone. You're gonna meet lots of people here. Some of them will be really nice and some won't be. It's not that they can't be, it's just, maybe they're just having a bad day. Being a person is hard sometimes. You should give people high fives just for getting out of bed. Oh, high fives, I forgot to explain that. How do I explain this? Um, it's kind of, high fives are like hitting someone who is your friend. Uh, that's really good. Just treat everybody like it's their birthday, even if they don't deserve it. Because we all mess up sometimes. The biggest mess up, not forgiving each other's mess ups. Maybe you'll be a teacher. Maybe you'll be president. Maybe you'll cure every disease ever. You might even see the Grand Canyon, swim in the ocean. Ah, oh, this is so, so much. Uh, it's a lot. Oh, try this, take a breath. Isn't that amazing? It's called breathing. You're gonna do it, right? Nobody knows exactly how much. So enjoy it. Pay attention. Take brain pictures. Because amazing things will happen every day. You're gonna do so much. But it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. And you, you're awesome. You're made that way. You're made from love, to be love, to spread love. Love is always louder, no matter what. Even if hate has a bullhorn, love is louder. So let your life be loud. Let's shout to the world. Things can be better. It's okay about all the mess ups. Sorry, I'm just keep bringing that up. I don't think I told you this yet. I'm really glad you're here. We don't say that enough to each other here because, well, life gets busy. You're gonna be important and you're gonna do a lot and you're gonna smell great, but don't get too busy. Remember to let everybody know you're glad they're here. You don't have to remember all this right now. You're gonna need a pep talk sometimes and that's okay. For now, remember this. You're awake, you're awesome, live like it. Oh, oh my so God. sweet. That uh, was don't so cute like, sweet. We're glad you're here, and we don't say that enough to each other. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. So whatever adult wrote that for that adorable kid to I say. Know. <laughs> you know, I've always been kind of jealous of the kids that are like, I'm a comic and I'm seven, and I'm like, your parents write great jokes for you. <laughs> yeah, it's really amazing that you can memorize this young age that's so cute yeah i just really wanted to share that you know i didn't want to keep all the cute uh findings to myself um sometimes i watch a live stream of um husky puppies and they're in a they're in a crate together and sometimes they're sleeping and it's boring and sometimes (laughs) they're awake and they all are all over it's like another puppy and then the one puppy's asleep, and the other puppies are like looking at another puppy. <laughs> what was that show called we were doing where we like were voicing the live streams of animals? Oh, yes, um, that happened for a minute on when my buddies were trying Twitch? to have their Twitch channel. Yes, we tried. I mean, at the at COVID, everyone was trying all kinds of weird <laughs> things. What was gonna catch? Who knew? nothing (laughs) we watched that one with like eagles or something and they didn't do anything and we had to do a lot of the legwork a lot so much like eventually they like had pity on us and was like let's look at something else (laughs) they had had tiny legs and there were there were no legs to stand on it was just Uh, so silly it was really problematic 
Tiny Legs of the Tiny Kitchen. Tiny, we tiny. had two episodes of Tiny Kitchen. Tiny Kitchen. Good stuff. Not the best uh, radio. Uh, Everything is the best radio. It's all like. <laughs> no, I just mean like a radio activity because you couldn't see how tiny our kitchen was. But it's all but you theater can believe, of You believe the us, mind. don't you? You believe us, right, listeners? Uh, uh. That kitchen was really tiny. It was really small. And we really did make tiny did food with it. Did you take measurements? Oh, we took some no, pictures, took pictures. And I actually have was like some a little... videos, but I haven't posted any of the videos yeah, yet. Yeah, it's, it's but hard. But if you could have described its dimensions. The we dimen- took pictures with a dime. Yeah, yeah. We uh, had like a... It was like a plate was the size of a dime. Yeah. Yeah, they were tiny, tiny foods. It was, it was really adorable. cute. And we did have yeah. like a tiny taste tester once. Yeah. yeah that was interesting. Ra- randomly. No, Andrew came Andrew. in. He ate a tiny taco. Andrew just came by and be like, hey, what's up? Oh, you guys are making tiny food. And we're like, what well, do you have? A, what was it like? Do you have a review? And he was like, adequate. Like, <laughs> like very tiny review for this very tiny taco. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, it was a tiny I'd taco. I'd made tiny. T- I'd taken the little corn tortillas and cut them out in tiny little circles and, yeah, little we really tiny, fried tiny. the tortilla and everything in the bacon the, fat the i know they were it was real food yeah we're doing our best. real food real tiny yeah crazy people and i'm tired of reading all the emails of angry emails of people that are like can bring back tiny kitchen whatever happened that was the best show you know like look it just doesn't work out sometimes <laughs> well all the tiny kitchen fans it's i mean it's about the fuel thing. source, which really is the thing. It was like, do we light tiny Breaking briquettes? up the coal. That was Breaking like, up that's the what coal helped. Was the thing, yeah. Yeah. In the, the end, if you guys are making a tiny kitchen at home and you have a tiny cast iron. I have a tiny cast iron <laughs> stove. Stove. Uh, we find using <laughs> breaking up uh, What I'd like to find. So works back really in, well. Back in the day when they used to sell actual brick cast iron stoves, they would go and they would sell them with quarter inch models so there are these ovens and stoves that exist that aren't as tiny mine my stove is like is the tiniest of tiny but like a quarter inch stove of a real stove is actually like i don't know let's say eight inches by 12 inches and those exist and they're out there and they really made them and people collect them and boy would i love one of those but it's like a real working tiny tiny stove because that's how they used to sell them they just had they go around with their tiny little like hey did you want this in your cabin and they'd be like oh my god i so want that wow and then you buy it from sears and roebuck or whatever but it was a tiny so they there it if you've ever watched antique Rose show there's a lot of the tiny things and they're like what is this and it's just a tiny version of what they would sell because that's how tiny camp started where they had a tiny display tent like this is what the tent looks like mm-hmm. oh but well and they have those at they have those at um fucking costco and you go like oh this is the youtube they have a tiny one they have tiny that it's quarter inch scale i love it i'm i had to do a lot of quarter inch scale for theater back in the day what are you listening to pancake are you just listening to us talking in your headphones <laughs> for now yes gross. okay gross <laughs> Do you guys want to tell jokes on the sound? stage? How does pretend? it sound? Um, pretty clear. Are the headphones? Okay. You wanna? You wanna? Does anyone want to tell jokes on the stage and pretend that we really do okay. comedy? Okay, I'll walk up. I mean, we can't. We clip, don't have clip, to. Clip, we don't clip, have to pretend clip, that we do comedy. Um, comedy. 
Man, it feels weird without an audience. The listening audience. Well, and there's a listening audience. (laughs) They're out there. If they're out there, they should like tweet or like call. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. But I mean, most of it's download. It's fine. We're doing our best. (laughs) (laughs) I just like uh, saying the. The phone number, because I know even on the nighttime playlist, maybe someone will listen and call in. Be like, why is there like in the middle of someone's show? Like, why? Who knows? But like last night, I went to just a little get together, not a gathering per se, but a get together. You're putting us at risk. And then we, um, we talked, and then. It was a it was a surprise, uh, do a set in front of these people and impress them, for me, kind of deal, and um, I was kind of uh, surprised and not not really prepared to do that. I don't know how you felt about it, Rachel. Um, last night, being unprepared. Uh. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, I'm going to see my friend. And then it's like, you're going to do this thing. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell my jokes. I try to work out some new material. I think people were okay with it. And then I just went to muscle memory because I was not prepared. I'm like, all right, here's the same old bits. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys, you want to hear it? You want to hear my same old bits? But I think it was new for other people it was that he was trying to impress uh people trying to impress people um with other comedians that's interesting (laughs) that's a gamble i'm gonna impress you with these people (laughs) you're gonna choose comedians not can't really impress someone who's sitting there the whole time being like i should be the one talking (laughs) like they're not gonna uh yeah. Anyway, you know the beauty of weddings is that a woman gets to be her own headliner, even if she isn't a comedian. Hmm. That's all it's about. Weddings are just the ability to be the headliner of your own show. If you never have the ability of your own to actually be the headliner of your own show, and it's unfortunate because women haven't been taught the ability to be the headliner of their own show, and they're taught that like, oh, what you can do and your biggest moment of your life is this show. Mm-hmm. Which is this wedding where you get to be the headliner, but you but really don't get to speak a lot. The start, the show doesn't start until she gets there. It's true. The show doesn't yeah. go on unless she she walks out in front of everyone. Good point. She's the headliner of her own show. Yeah. But uh, and that's great for uh, basic bitches that need something in their lives. <laughs> and it's unfortunate that we haven't taught women that they can hey, don't headline talk about their own Pam that way. Well, hey, I did. I, <laughs> I'm just saying that because you And when I headlined my own show at my (laughs) wedding, I didn't get to eat any of the So Scott's seafood, like, fucking catered it, and I didn't get to eat any of the food at my own wedding because I was so busy being at the wedding. Wow. And then later in the night, we were all back at the hotel where everybody was, and I was like, I'm starving. I need food. And they're like, we don't know what to do for you. And next door was closed and everything. I was starving. I was like... My family just put on this expensive wedding, and I am starving. I was, I was losing my mind. There was no food anywhere. That's what I remember about 
my wedding Most night. magical day of your life. Did you have you doves? Was it a big ceremony? I mean, there were 150 people there. There weren't doves. I don't harbin. Doves are just white pigeons, not harbingers of peace. Surf and turf. Um, we did have, we had a sushi thing. I had five different flavored cakes because I wanted everyone to be happy. So I wanted every flavor of cake to be like totally represented. We spent a lot of money on the cake. It was like $1,200 on the cakes. And this was in 2000. So now, like, oof, my wedding was expensive then. But now, oof, yeah. too expensive. Bridezilla, have you have you guys seen or heard of this show? The, or, or the term Bridezilla? Where people, where the I bride can... demands a, an extravagant. It's her headlining show. She gets all green M and M's. Yeah, fuck you, oh, Bridezilla Nay. But twelve elephants. Yes, anything she wants. Uh. It's the one day. So basic bitches don't ever get to headline. This is it. This is it for them. This is their whole. They don't have any other like. Oh, I get to be a wife, and they whatever they do. This is the moment where people pay attention to them. I get it because they don't sing karaoke and they don't do stand-up comedy and they don't have anything else. Mm. And so what they need is for everyone to look at them for this hour and 20 minutes so they can headline their own show and they can feel good about themselves. And I have a problem with that. Good, good, good. It's, but also it's like, oh, we built a whole industry around it and it's kind of gross and it's like, oh, that's also a patriarchal idea that uh, – so a ceremony is like an hour or so. It shouldn't be that unless you're Catholic, it's that long. But no, a ceremony should be no longer than twelve minutes, if you're like a cool person that cares about the people in the audience, and if you are super <laughs> cool at your wedding, you open the bar and let everybody have a glass of wine during the fucking ceremony. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the way to do it. Oh my god, when it's like you're oh we can't have your. But a reception can go on for days. Well, if you're Indian, like from India, um, but no. In some instances. In in our in our American instances, it goes until two when the bar closes and they have to close everything down and they put everybody in buses and take them back to the hotel. And you're all rich enough that you all got rooms next to each other in the hotel and you party there. Like, fucking, what are you doing? You've never been to a wedding? <laughs> no. Come on, man. Not a proper People wedding. People in my family don't get married. They get knocked up. And elope? No. They get hitched? No, they get abandoned. <laughs> they get knocked up and abandoned. Have you heard my set? <laughs> I'm convinced n- upon of all of my searching on... Um, th- I don't think that this computer has Chrome. <laughs> I'm not finding it at all. You have to download it. Look in the applications. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. I am in the applications. And then you type in... Do it on my phone. What do you C-H? want? We'll I did. It's not, it's not here. Definitely no, I'm just it. like... I, it was what just dry... By fish? Oh, you no, some, I, I don't like fish. What's a fucking Grateful Dead no, play? I don't to listen to the Grateful Dead because it plays so frequently everywhere I go that I don't, you don't have to. I just let it come to me, you know? Like, uh, you got to let the happened? bus come to you sometimes. What happened to that demo tape, demo CD that we found? Oh, the uh, the frozen? chicken, the frozen chicken patties? Yes. Frozen chicken patties. Otherwise, I'm gonna play some Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. What? Smashing Pumpkins or Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, no, no. I don't. I never. I didn't really attune to the Red Hot Chili Peppers as much as I did to the. All right. Let's see what's on this. Yeah, I let's think see what's that on this. This is. This is the top. Because I have to expel this other one. Expel. I, so I think it goes like that. 
I'm not. It's, they're not records. You don't have to. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, because it's like blank on both sides. It's very confusing, and it looks like there's only like one thing on it. It might even be a DVD. Who knows? It could be double sided. It's reading, reading, reading. It could be like somebody's porn, and they just disguised it as frozen chicken patties. No, no, it reads it. It reads. Reading it. Here we go. What is frozen chicken what patties? What is frozen? Here we go. Alex Trebek. This is what frozen chicken patties are. I'm down like. already. Sounds like. This is like a demo somebody handed them at the BART station. It's, no, it's great. It's and like, then asked for a donation after. No, it's like. like that's a, what this is. It sounds like a band at Bender's on a fucking Saturday night. Exactly. Female singer, kill it. Well, technically, we have to talk over it. Um, otherwise, we're copyright infringement. Oh. Although I think that this is probably an underground band that doesn't care anyway, so they're fine. But that's one of the things is that you can only play 30 seconds of something without changing it in some way or making it your own. Otherwise, it becomes you're using their copyrighted material. Oh. That's why um, Mystery Science Theater 3, is always like, hey, oh, that's that's crazy. Oh. But they're also choosing films that are in, um, there's a certain amount of time that can elapse where you can use things in common knowledge is not the right term, but there's a term for it, and you can use things. And um, it's the same Fair reason. Fair use? No, it's, no. So um, when I, I used to direct theater, and I, I directed Jean-Paul Sartre's No Exit, and the one reason I did it is that you don't have to pay for the rights for that anymore because it doesn't go to anybody. It's in uh, those two public words. Domain. Public domain. So there are certain plays that you can do and you don't have to pay rights because they're in public domain. Uh. And so that's why I chose. So I, as a theater production artist, I chose to use works that were in public domain and that were also written by local playwrights so I didn't have to pay rights. So I just paid them nice. at the thing. Yes, because... As you can imagine, it's really hard to find frozen chicken patties on the internet. I'm like trying to find the band if they exist on the internet anywhere, nice. and it just keeps giving me Tyson recalls. Check um, Tyson space. recalls from frozen <laughs> yeah. chicken patties. Like Purdue recalls many, many frozen chicken patties. I even typed patties. in band San Francisco. Oops. I'm trying. Like yeah, oops. Uh, everyone who ate those frozen chicken patties. Yeah, Tyson recalls. A Weaver frozen chicken patties. Live mm. news. This was this was back in uh, August of 2019. So I'm sure. So I'm sure they've recalled something else by now. <laughs> just just know that everything from Burger King is made by Tyson. So I'm sure they were recalled. Oh. Like, mm. well, and it. I mean, have you ever made your own chicken nuggets? Yeah. I have too. Uh, way better, way better that way. It's way better that way. I made something similar for Pancake's birthday. Yeah. Do you deep fry uh, a chicken nugget? You well, you don't have to. I have a deep fryer at my house, but Bacon. you can pan fry. Or if you 
um, take your chicken nuggets and form them and then dip them in panko crumbs and then spray them with Pam or another like spray oil and put them in the oven mm-hmm. on a rack, not straight, not straight on a pan, mm-hmm. but put them on a rack above, right? So you put them at like 425 degrees and you can basically air fry. But it's it's that you, you so you make your chicken goo, which is del- grind up your chicken goo, blah, 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 and add your spices and your seasoning, whatever you do, a little bit of egg white, Egg yolk if you want to make it crazy, but really the egg white is all you need to bind it. And then you take them and you form them in, into your little shapes and then dip them in panko crumbs and then let them sit on a, a, like a drying rack in the refrigerator for like 30 minutes. Okay, then take those and either put them in a pan with a little bit of oil and shallow, shallow fry them and then flip them over. But if you want to be like super healthy... Take the any kind of spray oil and spray them on both sides and flip them over. And then put them in the oven at 425 and super crispy, super great. Perfect. Homemade chicken nuggets. Homemade, homemade chicken nuggets. with like, And you can feed them. And here's if you have children and you want to hide vegetables, hide them in chicken nuggets. So take mm. your chicken and when you're jum jumming it up in your mixer – like grated carrots, uh, stick them in there and jim jim them up too. Or um, um, asparagus, zu- zucchini. No, um, asparagus is too expensive and too flavorful. Like they'd notice it. But cauliflower disappears. Mm. Doesn't even taste like anything. <laughs> right. Then mix it in, no problem. Um, carrots, same thing. Zucchini sometimes can have a little too much water. Also, um, eggplant, you'd have to like dry it out first. But carrots are the best thing. Cauliflower rice with, with chicken nuggets. If anyone wants to know some more follow-up research as I'm trying to find frozen chicken patties, I try to look for their SoundCloud and nothing. But frozen chicken nuggets is a stream on SoundCloud. Okay. <laughs> and there is another song called Frozen Chicken by Gang Beats. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna play any of those you things. Should. Why not? I'm just <laughs> all right. Which one should we go with? Should we go with a uh, frozen yes, chicken nuggets stream? Yes, sir. Or the yes sir that one? Yes, frozen sir. chicken. Yes sir. By Gang Beats. <laughs> yes sir. Yeah. yeah We're giving you exposure, dude. Oh look, they have a chicken. Like that's a roasted. It's a frozen. That roasted. actually doesn't look like a chicken. That looks bigger. That looks like a goose or a turkey or something. It has bo- fake boobs on it. It does. It does. Yeah, they've definitely augmented that. That's not a chicken. Oh, that's gross. Maybe that's a Kerdunkin. <laughs> Tur- Back in the day, I, I used to slap my own ass. ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slap my own ass. Slap my own ass with a fucking spatula. Is fucking that the spatula. Well, God, I'm trying to listen, Pancake. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. I'm that so was, glad that happened. That was Frozen Chicken <laughs> by <laughs> Gang Beats Yes Sir. You can find that on SoundCloud. <laughs> that was the same guy. That right? was nine months ago. This is like, this is COVID. This is like beginning of COVID craziness. It was nine months ago. <laughs> no. Play it again. Play it again. All right. Again. All right. <laughs> Back in the day, I used to slap my own ass. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! 
slap my own ass, slap my own ass with a fucking spatula. Fucking spatula. Well, freeze the chicken. Freeze the chicken. <laughs> Freeze the chicken. I don't know what freezing. <laughs> freeze the chicken. I mean, I have heard that like you can slap a meat oh. enough to cook it, oh. but that it freeze makes it almost inedible by the time that you slap something enough to cook it. Oh yeah. So is that where he's going with it? That you like you sl- he slaps his own ass, freeze it. But no. So the only thing I know about freeing the chickens. I don't know Holy why shit. it's called frozen chicken. That's because you freeze the chicken. The only thing I know that you have to slap multiple times to make it edible is octopus. And I know it makes me very sad now that I know how smart octopi are. Mm -hmm. But when you murder an octopus, if you want to eat it right away, you have to like slam it on the ground a bunch of times. um, And then it tenderizes the meat. So it's the same thing of like a cuttlefish or a squid or an octopus. You cook it for a minute or you cook it for an hour. That's the way you do it. You, you It's either flash. Like, that's why sometimes calamari, like, you eat it and you're like, oh, it's like a rubber band because they overcooked it. Mm. So the trick with uh-huh. all of those, that particular type of meat, which I love very much, it's, yeah. like, white and weird. And anyway, it's super good raw. If you ever eat raw squid for, like, sushi, it's incredible and weird and awesome. But... You cook it for a minute or you cook it for an hour. Cuttlefish, squid, octopi. And, and for any of the kids listening at home, don't cuddle your fish. <laughs> cuddlefish. You don't want to make the mistakes I've made. I'm just... So cuddlefish are amazing. Not to sound like a hypocrite, but I don't want your fish's fate. But they're not fish. Like mine. They're, um, they're cephalopods like mm. the squid and the octopi. And, oh. and they're amazing, and they change color, and they've got these fibbitibbities. The way they move in space of, like, the ocean is so incredible. It's so weird that someone was like, let's eat this. But it's – they've got this, like, like rainbow – it's almost like – looks like large gills on underneath them, and it flippity-flippity-flues, yeah. and they move around through the water, and it's like – they're so delicious. Would you eat a vampire uh, uh, squid? I don't know what that is. It's a very specific squid that's um, kind of rare. But um, so so would you eat uh, an endangered? I mean, you like. I would never eat an endangered animal. I would never. I don't eat. I stopped eating swordfish years ago because I felt sure like they were. I would. I have no problem with eating humans. No, no, no. I have no problem with eating humans. Let's back it up. No, I have no. I heard problem. That this one's made of pancakes. No. I have no. I have no problem with eating humans. Honestly, unless. Uh, I mean, no. Seriously. I'm pancakes. At least and humans I am not can food. consent whether or not they want to be eaten. My name may be food, but I am not food. I'm pancake, if, the syrup king. But what if? Okay, so this is some weird fascist dystopian idea. But what if you're born and when you're five or six or 12, whenever you have the own volition in your mind to understand what you want, you make a choice and you want to know where you're going to go in the world. Now, if I was young and one of the choices was we're going to eat you, but you get all this rad stuff. 
Like, so you get to live in this super special, super awesome way until we eat you. Now imagine you they don't tell the livestock this and they just let them live but that's life the to the difference, fullest. But that's the difference between people and livestock is that what I'm saying is that in this dystopian future where we still honor human life, but we also – Do we? I well, but that's the thing. Hang you get on, the choice. We? But you get the choice. Would you choose to be food if the first twenty five years of your life you get to live like this beautiful, amazing? What if you don't incredible... get to make it to fourteen? What if you don't get to make it to nine? Well, no, but the whole point of this dystopian future is like. What if you're gunned down by by police violence? This isn't. That's not in my dystopian futurescape. That in the fantasy world, in the magical oh, realism fantasy scape that I'm talking about okay. right now, where people get to volition of their own volition, give themselves up for the food for the people. Got it, got it. Brave th- new world. There isn't any of that. It's like you make a choice and you get to choose. Do you want to be an old person and live through this life and suffer and work hard? Or do you want to be taken care of? in a beautiful, fluffy, amazing, incredible way for these amount of years, and this is your life, and then we eat you. Okay, Pam, recently I took acid. What? And maybe took... took Isn't that illegal? Maybe too much. It was a week ago, so it's fine. Um, But uh, I, I came to realize some things, and... Oh, shoot, I lost my, my train of thought. We were just there. Um, hang on. Oh, we're not livestock. Oh, would you rather, would you rather serve in heaven or, or rule in hell? Or be served on earth as food. Yeah, exactly. So you're either livestock. Thank you. See, you're seeing my point. Hang on. (laughs) If you get the choice to be, what if you were like a Kobe beef? What if you were massaged and fed the best foods and everyone constantly told you how rad you were yeah. for 25 years but and they then they murdered you and ate you? But they can't euthanize you. They can't put you to sleep. Like They, they, they can't, you know, peacefully In my you. dystopian future, it's a super peaceful death way no. and then we eat them. There's no Stop way it. We don't, to make food. Don't tell me right. how my fantasy fiction dystopian okay. future looks like okay. because it's inside my head. Okay, okay. And I haven't written it down yet. Uh, Pam, I to, think you're wrong about your own imagination. If, uh, can I just okay. interject? If you want to critique my book once it's written, fine. If you want to look at my poem and be like, all right, that version of love and romance is fucking shit all, fine. But that's because it's, it's its own thing. But right now, it's just thought yeah and my in my dystopian perfect world what i'm asking both of you which neither of you have answered the question would you choose to be the fattened calf would you choose to be the kobe beef that was massaged and taken care of and wonderment no. and everything was perfect or would you choose to be the human that had to suffer and work and things. I could be the next Johnny Carson. Huh. So I could put butts in suffer, seats. Let, let me put a time limit on it. Suffer work things mm-hmm. for 60 years or fatten calf for 25 years. Yeah, 60. Rachel. I've never been oh. a calf before. 
I don't know what life as a cow would entail. Go based off experience, I think I'd rather be a human living a shit life because I have more autonomy and more things I could do. But, what but if like, I don't know. Need. Like, what if being a cow is great? But I'll never like. But let's may, maybe I'll choose every... being a calf just because I've never done that. But you're only twenty nine. Yeah. So let's just think. Twenty five was only four years ago. What if everything you in your life had been perfect for those 25 years? What if every need you ever had want for was met? What if oh, every I would be single... a shitty cow? Like I would be a I'd be a narcissistic. But it doesn't matter because we're going to egotistical eat you. cow <laughs> like full of myself thinking I'm so great and everyone loves me. And uh, we're going to eat you. And I'm so happy that you if I would have like all of that inside of you because that, doesn't that make your meat taste better? Like, if you are a self-entitled cow, does it not make, I feel like, I'm just saying. So you're you're saying you're not, you wouldn't take the fattened calf life? I don't know. Um, well, years. I did say I probably would take the fattened calf life just because I've never done that. Mm. Uh, which I have been a human before, and I do know how much it sucks. But it's also, like, not bad all the time. Like, there's a good thing. I went to Hawaii once. But it'd be like... <laughs> That's the thing is if you were if you were this fattened calf, you'd be like, I want to go to Hawaii. And they'd be like, of course, we're taking you to Hawaii. And you'd be on, you, you could stay in Hawaii as long as you want. That's a whole thing. But it's that we're going to eat you. You know, but that's a whole thing. It's a choice. You're making the choice that you get to live this amazing, perfect life. But at this time stamp, you die and we eat you. Do you take... Do you take the joy and the that or whatever we consider joy or is being alive the joy? Like, is it better to suffer? I'm just, I, this is an existential question. I'm sorry. I feel like even if you had a great life and you were cushioned, everyone has their own version of suffering. So suffering for a very... Um, cared for and spoiled cow might just be like oh i didn't get the hay that i wanted to eat in the right amount of time and now my life's a disaster because they never experienced real trauma you know but that doesn't mean they don't suffer they just suffer differently in a way that's laughable instead of like having real problems but if you like rich kids if you were one of the people that chose to have your life be extinguished at 25 <laughs> and every Every, you, if you had any stress, it was taken care of. Any of it. Is any, it like Hunger Games? Anything. Dystopian? Like, you're, okay, so in my dystopian future, what I'm talking about mm -hmm. is we're saying to people, we're eating people. Fictitious. But fictitious. in my fictitious futurescape, we're eating people. But the people that get eaten know they're going to get eaten, and we take care of them. And they get this really perfect life, whatever they want, and we eat them. Okay. I have a question. Who who gets to procreate? Oh, that's that's on a whole different... That's yeah, like as a fattened calf, do you finally get to spread the... I well, mean, you're a calf, right? So you're what, not a Well, bull. do we put you on extra hormones? And then wait, how come only female cows get this treatment? You no, don't have no, the same cows, bull? male cows, beef... It, all, all do we ever eat bull? Like beef. Do we ever bull eat bull beef? Girl, cow beef, all beef mm. tastes the same to me. 
people. I, I think we just need to pigs. squash the beef, honestly. <laughs> I'm tired of all the fighting people. I, I just like uh, look this up and uh, I just want to uh, say that our Gang Beats Yes Sir Frozen Chicken, new favorite song we found, only has 66 plays, but also has 66 plays? <laughs> <laughs> So we should blow it up, man. I feel like more people, you go to SoundCloud, uh, look up Gang Beats Yes Sir. Let's get those numbers up. Frozen chicken. Let's make it so it's more than you would, like, I don't know. Do they have other stuff? Is this the only thing that they put on their, no, they have other stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't see anything else being as good. So don't listen to any of their other crap. Just, just listen chicken. to the frozen chicken. Someone uh, sent me this chimp thing today that was very exciting. It actually has more plays than most of these other songs. <laughs> it's hard to be a, COVID an artist. Time. It's hard to be an artist. How do you? We're coming up on the hour. When do you get your We're coming up on the hour oh, here fine. at it's Muni Radio. Day. It's almost 9 o'clock or it's 420, depending Muni on which Radio. clock you look at. Dot .fm and dot .sf. So I, I think Big I have a question. Nation. I have an answer for um, your dystopian question um i think i would rebel and risk being hunted so you would take the life of the fattened cow and then you would run away at the last minute Mm -hmm. and then you would run and they'd hunt you down they would they would but you would be so fat they would fatten me up yeah that's the whole point Okay, I would I would risk being hunted. Massage your calf calves. And I have to let everyone know that Soylent Green is people. It's people. Soylent Green is people. It's people. It's you and me. It's everyone who's listening and everyone who ever will ever (laughs) listen to this. Throughout the ages, please, God, don't eat people at any cost. Why Unless do you have you're to tell in the Donner Party. Why do you have to tell me that now? It's a dinner party, not the Donner Party. You know party. how many lives you could have spared if you would have told me that like years ago? Those are jokes. That's I not don't true. have a problem. Of of tragic Tragedy. events. Yeah. And I'm serious about I don't have a problem with the concept of people eating people. I know that the uh, Argentinian second soccer players ate their dead friends. And I know the Donner Party did that stuff. Man, if they're already dead, yes. If there are, well, no, I'm not gonna murder a person. Thank you. But if they just die and then we're starving, if, yeah, if I'm, they gonna just I'm gonna put this out on the radio now as a verbal contract, which is binding in California. That if I die before you, Pam, you can uh, prepare my body and eat. Like, I bet you would uh, make a delicious Your meal. Your butt? Oh, dude. I Am take I, the fat. No, not my body. Any of the things. Okay, yeah, continue. No, I'm in a, I mean, <laughs> the first place off a person I'd go is the, the butt. The glutes. That makes sense. The glutes, right? Because it's got the fat on the outside and it's got yeah. the thing. And it's a great cut. And it's, I mean, it might be a little gamey because it's been working a lot. Like, I don't want to go into your body and take out, like, your tenderloin. I mean, it's the least worked muscle right there on the other sides of the spine. I'm not going to take that out of a person. I don't want to have to do that much butchering. What I'm saying is if a person is dead and I'm like, oh, shit, we're all dying and I have to do something, I'm going to go for the butt and I'm going to slice off very easily, just zip, zip, zip. And I hear that if you soak uh, human meat in milk, uh, it makes it less gamey from what I've read. 
I've I've never eaten human meat, but <clears throat> meat, but that makes sense. That's what they do to um, salt pork. It but usually is to take the salt out. So out of a salt cod or a salt pork, you the first soak you do is in milk, and then you throw that milk away because it takes out the salt. And then you do two water washes, and then you take the meat that's been you know dehydrated and you flake it up and make it into delicious things you have the salt cod right well that's how people lived from like the 1700s through the 1900s no it was all like all those fucking scandinavian places because they got all the cod and then um this is before real refrigeration but yeah to preserve it but that's why they could do it in the norwegian and the whole those states is that it was so cold and so you can see all the laundry lines with not clothes but fish hanging off of it because the fish are hanging in the cold air Uh. and so it freeze dries them but then you pack them in salt and so then it takes out all the rest of the moisture so nothing ages or gets gross or scary with the you know uh, bacteria and so you could take salt cod. That's how everyone was living. Salt pork, salt cod. Those are the two things. Everyone was just like, salt it. Send it around. That's how America lasted from like 1753 through 1912. All the homesteaders, what did they live off? Salt pork. It was just, and, and salt fish. And whatever they could grow on their own. They all wanted to be subsistence farmers, but they couldn't because... They were, and they were moving west, and they were taking all the Native American lands, and oh, and then oh, when the people were killing the buffalo, just taking their tongues, it's like, but all that meat, you dummies, oh, all that meat, dude, and that's they just what, rot. You know what's crazy is when they f- f- built the first uh, transcontinental railroad, they uh, advertised to get people, more people, to want to go on the train, like get on this train and shoot as many buffalo as you want. And like that was their angle. And then like, so if you follow like the first train that goes across America, there's so many dead buffalo like carcasses still that they, they didn't do anything with that meat. They just went through and shot buffalo because they're big and scary and like, oh, I'm on a train and I have guns. But Native Americans and they would and that the tongues were a thing that people were like, I'm just shooting for the tongue or I'm just shooting them for the horns or I'm just shooting them for this. And it wouldn't even stop. And it's terrible because all of that there were they decimated entire peoples whose subsistence was based on these buffalo and they shot them out of trains and then people died tragedy no it is it's terrible we really manifest destiny everything is ours white people like oh what are the people that were here uh we're manifesting our destiny let's not worry about the others whoa the others wow but but i have a lot of white guilt we can't subsist on our own We're, we're our uh species demand uh uh you know we need a community because not everybody can do everything. Yes. Not everybody can bake bread. Yeah. Which shouldn't even exist. Like back in the really real paleo times. That And some people say that the reason that human existence started falling apart was technology. And that's what's killed Mother Earth. Was farming. Which was instead of being hunter-gatherers. We're literally like we're going to change the world so that we can take this grain and turn it into this thing and do this other thing with it. Baking is technology. Like, and that's weird because, like, in history, like, we, uh, 
tend to look at the first agricultural settlements where they grew wheat as the first civilized societies, which is kind of bullshit, but that's where we clock it as historians. Like it's like uh, the beginning of civilized, but it's technology it starts with because yeah. it's taking the wheat and it's taking the technology. It's grinding the wheat into another thing. And then it's taking yeasts from the air. It's the same thing as beer. Beer is like, we did this thing. We took yeast from the air and we changed this thing. And so we could all drink stuff and wow. But bread is the same thing. We took to take a thing and grind it up and make it like it wasn't ubiquitous. And that's the thing now. It's like flour is ubiquitous. Everyone's like, oh, we could all bake bread. But we can't. We're fucked. Like if if the solar flare happens and all of techno and all of the electricity goes out and all of this oh, I can't use my cell phone, it's out of batteries. The first 24 hours, riots, craziness. There's, in Mexico, they didn't have power for 21 days and they were all okay. And they ended up getting it back and no one had any riots. If we had not power for three days, do you think San Francisco, people is shooting each other in the streets? Yeah. Like, People are addicted to electricity for sure. No one knows how to denature protein through heat. No one knows how to light a fire. No one knows how to cook. Uh, there's no electricity. There's no lights. There's no refrigeration. Well, All of this meat's going to go bad now. What do we do? Ah! Yeah. I say, like, light the streets on fire. Let's fucking make meat, babies. And save it. Humans have to keep ourselves together and call them it all. And then you dry age your meat, and that's a different thing if you have the right temperature controls. Ah, prosciutto. Which is why you need me on your apocalypse team, because I can <laughs> deal with fucking food, uh, bro. Pam, nice try. You just talked for like 20 minutes about how you want to eat people. <laughs> uh, if I have to. You would just be biding time until. <laughs> but here's the thing. Before I kill people, I'm definitely eating squab, which are pigeon, which are beautiful, that exist in the city. And I don't understand. And only are here because Europeans wanted to eat them and brought them from Europe. And then brought and the, <laughs> and, the, and we ruined the carrier pigeon. But and doves are just white pigeons, not harbingers yeah, of peace. Yeah, you know, like uh, doves are the least interesting looking pigeons. Like other pigeons have so much more character and personality and colors and patterns. It's like what makes a dove so fucking special? Ginger oh, because you're white. Because white things are special. Okay, we get it. We get right. it. White supremacy. I'm gonna eat all of yeah, you. Yeah, why don't you fly? Why don't you fly I'm into an aircraft carrier? No, don't fly what? in and into the ground and yeah, die, yeah, yeah. so I can pick you up and take off your feathers and eat you. Yeah. No, this is like. But have you guys seen a boy no. and his dog? No, actually. <laughs> a boy and his dog is a dystopian future where all the bombs went off, and it's this boy and you know he's he's the last one that he knows of and uh as far as i remember and um it's him and a dog and the dog talks to him and in people language or in dog eyes in in uh people we hear a voice there's narration um not narration but we, we hear a voiceover and uh, he's good dog acting. He's best friends with this dog, and he finds um, a uh, a. Oh thing. no! Is this gonna be tragic? He finds a thing. I'm and ready. 
The well, best friend always dies on page 80. Yeah. So, well, that's where it's going. You got to kill your best friend or starve to death. <gasps> he does not eat the dog. And the he dog is like, please, his friend I want you to do it. No. And the no. boy's like, I don't think I can. No, you just cut off one of your legs and share it with the dog. It's you the worst. Eat that. So I, I think... I think um, that's what hey, humanity. Hey, I don't want you to tell me any more so, stories. Just write it down. The first, well, so the first joke also, I ever. Also, Pancake's left-handed. I realized that as I was watching him from afar. As he was. Am I? I think I saw you writing with your left hand. That doesn't mean you're left-handed. I'm ambidextrous. Uh huh. I don't want to hear. He about doesn't your sex write life. with either hand. <laughs> yeah, I write with my mind. <laughs> so the the very first joke that I ever learned has to do with this. Cutting off the dog's leg. Uh-huh. It my uh, it was I I knew I wanted to be a comedian. You know, when I was very young, my hit dad had told us this joke, and uh, I learned the joke and I learned how it went and I changed it at multiple times. But it has to deal with a, a pig a pig with a wooden leg, mm. right? So there's this guy and he's riding his truck through Wisconsin. And if you've ever been to Wisconsin, I think you have. Yeah. I you know that there's there. there's nothing there except corn and cows. Corn and yeah. cows, corn and cows. There's never an empty field. And, ever. And Trump. Uh, except a Trump 20, sign. 2020 signs. If, if you're going to see an recent. empty field, it's going to have a Trump 2020 sign. In. So you're driving by. <laughs> or a Dollar General. Dollar General. So there's, it's cows and corn, corn and cows, never an empty field. Trump sign, Trump sign, Trump sign. Oh my God! This guy he comes up to. There's a there's a pig. There's a pig in the middle of this empty field. He's like, this is weird. This is weird. He like drives up kind of the pig, and he realizes the pig has a wooden leg. He's like, this is crazy. So he gets even closer, and it has a, a collar that says, "Hey, if found, please return oh, to no. the farm down the street." I'm you know blah blah blah. She's like, all right, this pig's name's Homer. He puts it in the back of his truck. He's like, all right, it's right down the way. I can get this pig back to his home. No. He brings the pig back. He's driving down the driveway of this place, and people come out, and they're like, hey, how are you doing? You know, they're very nice. It's Wisconsin. Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? I, you know, I, I just was driving by. I saw this pig in the back. It, it had a collar. It said, return to you. They're like, oh, my God, you brought us back, Homer. The amazing pig, the best pig that ever lived. This is incredible. Come inside. We've got pastries and tea and food. And come in, come in, come in, come in. So he goes in, sits down. He's like, hey, why does your pig have a wooden leg? And they're like, let me tell you the story about the amazing pig, Homer. The house was on fire. And <laughs> I was upstairs with the kids. And I ran downstairs. And they were still upstairs. And I was like, ah! And then the amazing pig, Homer, ran upstairs, took each child down the stairs on its back saved my entire family wow cool cool story about your pig why does it have a wooden leg okay this other time i was out in the field i'm on my tractor i like to smoke i smoke a cigarettes tractor flips over weird thing in the ground my cigarette still lit the gas is going toward i'm gonna be incinerated the amazing big homer takes me away from the before it explodes, ah! love the amazing pig Homer. So incredible, so incredible. So I say, you know, but why does your pig have a wooden leg? And he says, well, you wouldn't want to eat them all at once. 
Oh. <laughs> okay, so the first joke, so the punchline of the story, obviously, I could have gone on. Oh, I don't know. Right, and my father told me that you can go on and on, and depending on people in the room, and you can say things about people's socks or whatever. This is the yeah. joke. And the punchline at the end is you wouldn't want to eat them all at once. But it's also a tough punchline because you have to have the right, like, your mouth has to do the syllables right because you wouldn't want to eat them all at once. If you say it too, you wouldn't want to eat them all at once. No one knows what you're saying. So you have to. Yeah. So it's a good joke to what learn first. As a, and not that my dad was like a comedian because, of course, he was not. But No, he's a dad. And it's, as, as being a dad, he's got to tell you jokes. Like, uh, the worse the better. Do you have my a dad, dad joke? Oh man, my dad had. What so if people didn't many. have dads? What are mom so, jokes? Uh, yeah, there's people that don't grow. Oh my god, it makes sense. There's so many comedians that don't have a dad that have to tell their own jokes on stage. <laughs> it makes sense. I've noticed like a, a pattern. There's patterns of like people who grew up without a father that do comedy, and people that grew up with lots of siblings that do comedy. Um, and everyone else sucks, guys. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh-huh. My dad would. Oh, he had so many. Like a lot of them were shorter. Uh, and when they were long, I didn't know they were jokes until the very end. Like, because he was really good at, at deceiving me. Uh, but, you know, he would like. I love uh, your joke about the AA thing where you're like, I thought everybody was just. They're just <laughs> sitting in for adult alcoholics. Everyone's like, hey, Jim. My moms, even though I give up their anonymity by uh, saying that they went to AA meetings, uh, which I found out later, they, they love that. My mom loves that bit. <laughs> I want to like, have an AA it's meeting. it's true. <laughs> I want to have an AA meeting on air because it actually is like literally there could, could we could we could have an aa meeting we can destroy people's voices but no but their voices whatever but as long as they don't say their names it's still anonymous it's on the radio That's true. yeah it's Hi, totally anonymous it's supposed I'm, to be anonymous <laughs> but the first thing you do is say your name <laughs> so if we were doing aa on the radio you wouldn't say your name you'd choose a name of your own i'm sorry this is me trying not to cough from pot smoke um are you sure it's not covid <laughs> It's <laughs> not COVID, But it would be, I think AA would be perfect as a radio show because it does reach more people. And especially during COVID when you don't yeah, have the opportunity to get out. I, I bet they're doing uh, Zoom AA stuff. I'm they sure they be. are. So uh, bad dad jokes. My dad, oh man, there's always these, every single time we drive by a cemetery, he'll say, you know, they had to build a fence around that cemetery. People were just dying to get in. Yeah. <laughs> my dad, too. Yeah, your dad, too. Same joke. So same, different dad, dad, same joke. So my dad's joke was anytime any um, um, sirens would happen anywhere that we could hear as a group, he would say, hey, Pam, drug bust. They're after you. When I was, like, seven, that was his <laughs> joke. <laughs> was like... That, that, like, Sirens would go by, and he said, "Hey Pam, drug bust. They're after you." Like every time. Wow. It's and and then he also called me his little commie pinko liberal, and I Whoa. I challenge him now as a Republican. I'm like, words have power, Dad. You first said drug bust. They're after you. Duh. <laughs> I love drugs, and like. 
call me pinko liberal. This is he would introduce me at parties, like at like wine parties where I'd be wearing a cute outfit that matched my mom and my dad and my brother. We'd all be wearing matching outfits, and we'd go into someone's house, and he'd be like. This is, uh, this is my, my wife, Marta, and my son, Dan, and this is our little commie pinko liberal, Pam. And I was a child. Like, and like I didn't embrace that? Words have power, yeah. bro. Like, obviously he, wa- obviously, he was a closet communist, and he wanted to create a communist. As a Republican, he's like, you know what I can do? I know how to fix this shit. <laughs> Dad. Dad. My dad would have this ongoing joke. He would check the mail, and anytime it said resident, he'd be like, oh, this one's for you, you know? Like, anything that was, like, <laughs> my <dad> not. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we the same person, Pancake? I'm not God sure. God damn it. Did the, did, the, did, the, um, did the coupons give you diarrhea? You know, when you get, that, when you get those good uh, BK, like uh, Burger King. The, 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 you know when you get the coupons in the mail that it gives you diarrhea? Diarrhea. Uh, I, I mean, I want. Diarrhea. I no. I want to have. I want to have two BK fish for two for five dollars. But just the 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 commercial gives me diarrhea. All right, pancake. I need to know this. My grandma signed. Yes, it's true that my grandma. No way, your grandma signed me up for the Burger King birthday kids. Uh, like club. What do you get? I do you still know. get stuff? They get you. Did they, they give, give you me like, two crowns? Like a free <gasps> meal on your birthday. I think. Then it you was, pay in advance for a free a meal. Whole, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that different oh. Burger Kings taste differently, and I, I, I wish it wasn't true, but I know it is because when I was a child, hmm. Burger King was the only. Um, I miss Iron Man 32. It was the only fast food in Danville was the Burger King. And I used to get paid to teach the vacation Bible school in lunch at Burger King. So I was like under, I was like in sixth grade and I taught vacation Bible school. So I, I was working like four or five hours a day. But at the end of it, the lady who ran the whole thing would take me to Burger King and let me get chicken strips. And it was like, and fries and and a soda, and I was paid, and it was crazy. And I got to teach Jesus stuff. And then at the end, because my mom wouldn't let us eat Burger King, she was like, "Fast food is evil and gross and terrible, and you can't eat it." And so I worked for Jesus, and then I got paid in Burger King, and it was the best. So godly. It was. I mean, I worked like four or five hours for Jesus, and I got like. I think she might have spent like at the time. I mean, this is like 1986, so like 3.25, maybe she spent for my lunch. But that's and, like eight dollars today. But and I was still a child, but I was I was a good teaching child. I really was a good teacher. They was they were using me, and I was I enjoyed my Burger King. So I've never valued my worth. It's fine. You wouldn't want to eat them all I've never at once. valued your worth. I'm just kidding. I've never valued my own worth either. But pancake, I have to know this. All right, there's a Go couple things it. I need to know. Okay. Because okay. I'm pretty sure the same person. So if you're walking with your father down the street, and there's a sign that says one way, does he turn around and start walking backwards? No. All right. It's like just in case he gets caught. All right. Uh, there's another one. All right. If you're going to a fast food restaurant, 
and your dad orders a bunch of food, does he look at you and say, you're paying for this, right? <laughs> no. Oh, see, we're not the same person. Those are things my dad would do. But if the, if the check came to the table and I looked at it before, before anyone else, he'd be like, oh, you're paying? Oh, uh, close. That's close. Yeah. All right. Very similar. We might have the same dad. I'm not sure. My dad was a police officer. Oh, no, not mine. My dad is a factory, foundry, or iron pourer. And now he's the commander of the Legion. The Legion? American Legion. There's one more he's shot left in that. That's why I wanted to make sure shot. I handed it over to Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate like... that. Uh, okay, wait, one more. So, so when, when are you talking about moments when you were shamed as what? a child? No, I was no. talking about dad, dad jokes. Because we were jokes. like, for, our dads have. All right, so another one. Uh. Does your dad ever say, shh, 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 everybody, listen, and then fart? Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, no. Uh, see, my dad's funnier. I win. <laughs> my dad that's, that's was, was funny in a cynical kind of way. Um, it was like, he was like, he was like the dad from Frasier um, a little bit, but mixed with uh, the dad from Dinosaurs. From the dinosaurs. And, um. Your yeah, dad's part dinosaur? Like, yeah, Sinclair. <laughs> and, uh. Uh, he, he worked on the Hubble Space Telescope lenses and mirrors. So. He's pretty. He's pretty smart. But. A cop. 25 years trying to do his like civil duty you know duty yeah <laughs> he said duty one of the most recent dad jokes i was heard so my dad has a really depressing i know duty just like your talking dad. About dad jokes he said duty exactly so one of the most recent dad jokes i just heard i tried to do this on stage they didn't think it was that funny but i think it's hilarious so my dad has the most depressing hobby which is like he's the commander of the legion so basically when all these old vets die and they don't have family he's a pole bearer and he Aww. goes he spends his like free time going to old veterans funerals <laughs> and be there right so depressing and he's like just the other day we went to a cemetery i went to a funeral uh we went to a cemetery i look over and i see your grandma your grandma's grave your, your grandma lou on my mom's side and I look over, and I'm like, hey, that's my old mother-in-law to my buddies. And then I said, she's still not talking to me. <laughs> that's not a dad joke. That's just a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like that one, <laughs> not the same. Uh, did, did your dad tell that joke about it's my grandma? in your jeans. No. <laughs> that's my, that's my, your my dad leader. did not tell that joke. Yeah, you're right. That's why I put it by the bong, so I'm that you don't. <laughs> um, I'm no, I'm so known for accidentally stealing people's lighters that somebody wrote a song about it. <laughs> it's called Lighter Thief. Somebody wrote a song about it. I want to hear it. It goes, hey, you stole my lighter. What the fuck are you doing, Roach? <laughs> my name was Roach. What did you expect? <laughs> I wasn't trying. To, I'm a very honest thief. Like, I came uh, to Mutiny two weeks in a row and I was like, Pam, I took your lighter. It's right here. I brought it back in like, like two weeks in a row. You stole <laughs> two it weeks back. in a row. So I'm like, look it. at it. 
you so you're I a stole thief. it showed it to you you're a thief tried squared. to return it and forgot <laughs> Thief but squared. I was honest about it. I'm like, look, I have your lighter. <laughs> like, I stole this on accident. I brought it back. And, and it was I'm like, in my house up. taking birthday candles and lighting them on the stove. But I gave and that lighter back. them to my bong and smoking them. It like, took me two weeks, but I, I gave you that lighter fire. back. <laughs> I gave you that lighter I really back. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's, just, still, it's at my I house. Just, yeah. It's important. Or it's safe from me, no, <laughs> from well, my clutches. Thank God the neighbors up here give me two matches every time I buy a pack of cigarettes. Because they know, they know, I use a lot of matches. I and two dollars. I'll spend two dollars on a lighter now. I know it's COVID times. I got to do it. I got to do it. I don't. I can't. I'm not around people. I don't get to steal their lighters. I have to buy my own. <laughs> all, right. all right. I'll teach you my ways. Uh, all you have to do is not even try. Uh, and is somehow it, you end up with people's lives. Nine thirty-four. Is that what the no? It's nine twenty-four. Okay, good. Yeah. I just my I I'm like I said I'm blind. I'm a blind person. That clock doesn't work. How many fingers am I holding up? Yeah. Yeah. I flipped her off. That was another bad dad uh-huh. joke. Uh-huh. I'm working them in there, man. No, it's good. <laughs> uh, Speaking of lighters. Yesterday I woke up with Oh, that's already heavy. with three lighters and someone has at least two blue lighters too many and um I gave it back to you. It's right one, here. The other one I know I was I accidentally pocketed that one, but I returned it to sender and well actually no, I returned it to its it's rightful place because I was I was the sender, wasn't I? But uh, still, my blue lighters. I had two blue lighters that I know were in my possession solely. I feel like you should write a song about it. Like um, <clears throat> like I feel like it could be a really beautiful song about my two lighters. Uh, my two blue lighters. Actually, I two, had two and blue, blue lighters. Two and, and blue rhyme. Roach stole both yeah. of them. Right, but, <laughs> but it, it, it's a great premise for a song because you have two and blue, so they they both rhyme in the end. It could be a sequel to Legacy. But Lighter it's Thief. also like, yeah, it could be bluesy and blues with two blue lighters. <laughs> Lost, stolen. Have you ever Who had knows? someone write a song about you? Have Was you? Was it about? Your thievery of lighters. Have you? Yeah, hey, but you have two songs written about you. Well, then please do. Yes, uh, absolutely. Dude, so this is my old no roommate. one's ever. Actually, that's not true. Someone wrote a song based on one of the poems I wrote, mm. um, and they did a beautiful piano concerto, and the guy memorized it. It was beautiful, and it was a poem I wrote, and it was great. Um, but no one's ever written a poem or a song about me. No one. I've written. Multiple poems and songs about people. Well, we're shopping and for a stalker for you. I Maybe know, they'll write no a song. Written it. I just need a talented stalker. I just want any stalker though. Like they have to be fucking. They have to write me songs. That's like, right. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's too expensive to stalk someone nowadays. I feel. Well, it's it's not difficult, but it's, it's not difficult. Expensive time wise, but now that time is meaningless because everyone's for free. Because of COVID, yeah, you could easily write a song about someone right now with all of the stuff. Okay, so, so yeah. So this song to me is really special. So this was my old roommate. We had a parking lot family band. But he's, he's, 
Make sure that the iTunes is on pause or off or whatever because I'm going to bring okay. it. Okay. I think it is. Um, oh, good. It is, it's off because otherwise we'd hear it right now. Okay. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah. So what I like about this song is that it's not a love song. Like, it's not like, oh, I love you so much. It's like, I admire you as a person because this other song is a love song and fuck that bitch. But this one is about me. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, no, but that's, uh, I no, really, really, this, this is, is a song like, that was written about you. That's great. It's a song that was, this is my friend Patrick uh, Thomas. I call him Patrick. He actually gave me the nickname Roach. Uh, but yeah, we live together and, uh, you know, Patrick's are great. And he wrote a talk. song about you. And he wrote this song and he played it for me live. And then like, oh. like when he, when I came back from like traveling and then afterwards I made this joke that I think hurt his feelings. I was like, why did you do that? You just made my song look really bad. <laughs> Cause I played a song too, but it wasn't as good. All right. So this is called scoots Mixdown. down. I don't know why. Um, and you can find this on the SoundCloud. Is it playing? Should be. Take that will and don't take advice. 
Than the one about me stealing lighters all the time. Oh, <laughs> but until deceased, I can't forget the lighter thief. That's also nice. That's nice. But that was so good, Patrick. He's awesome. Like I was just saying, like uh, as I was talking over my favorite song, uh, <laughs> that like yeah, if it wasn't for Patrick, I wouldn't keep being a musician. Like I got a guitar when I was nine for Christmas. And I had four guitar lessons, and I remember the guitar instructor was like, wow, you're nine, and you're going to start guitar by the time you're 12. You're going to be so great. And I'm like, you're going to be so much better. And I'm like, yeah, this guy believes in me. Let's learn this shit. All right, I'll play the same four notes over was and over. Cute? Hot cross buns. Hot, uh, I was like, no, I, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but then, like, they couldn't afford guitar lessons anymore. And then... And then you guys, you Californians, yeah, right, that never had to experience this. Sure, we had an ice storm. We had an ice storm, which is worse than snow. Whoa! And I lived out in the middle of nowhere, so snow or ice weighs down trees way more than snow. So they fall down. All the power lines fell down. Mm. The whole town didn't have power. This whole state didn't have power for a long time, unless you had a backup generator and shit. So we couldn't be in the house, and it got broken into, and someone stole my guitar. Oh. That same year, so I stopped going to lessons. They stole my guitar. I didn't get another one until I was like eighteen, or I would be so good. I wouldn't be here right now. Aww. Oh, your life was forever changed. And then, and then, okay, all I ever wanted to do, all right, I'm sorry, I'm going to rain a little no, bit. No, no, do all it. All I ever wanted to do, like, I didn't want to do any extracurriculars. I didn't want to play sports. I was so excited to join band. Oh. I wanted to join band so bad. So it's like, and this you wanted like, to be a dork. You're like, this is what I want. Like, this is what I want. I just want to be a musician. These are my people. Which is why I'm a comedian. Cause you know, bum, musicians want to be comedians. Comedians want to be musicians. We all know that. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I, oh, that's all I wanted to do. And it was like the year after, cause I was in fifth grade. I had this guitar. Uh, the ice storm happened. It was stolen. The next year, uh, the, a big recession happened. Uh, uh, my parents lost their jobs and shit. And I was so excited. I was like, mom, I 
joined band today and they want me to play the flute, which I wanted to play the bells, but they're like, you're going to play the flute. Oh, I'm the like, bells. fine. And my mom was like, why did you do that? We can't afford an instrument. Aww. And it was a poor school, so they didn't have like a rent thing. Aww. So I didn't get to join band. And if you don't join band in sixth grade, you can't join it later when you go to a better fucking high school that's more, you know. Aww. And also the recorder thing. So you know how oh, like. Oh, I still have a recorder in my You know house. what? The, 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 it was can another missed opportunity. You can't play in the key of C. This is crazy though, to me, though, because this is like all I've ever wanted to do, and it keeps taking. Okay. So I was so excited to learn the fucking recorder in fourth grade mm-hmm. i was super stoked we all get a recorder and i switched schools right so i was like oh we're about to learn the recorder we're about to learn a recorder in my music class which was my favorite that and art were my favorite classes of course you know because i'm weird um i was so fucking stoked i'm like oh, i'm gonna learn hot cross buns everything's gonna be amazing and then i switched schools and uh we were about to learn the recorder and when i switched schools they just finished learning the recorder so i never got one no. so even in fourth grade i couldn't learn the recorder and then like fucking, and then like the guitar thing happened and finally in eighth grade i did take a keyboarding class i learned how to like read things and then when i got older and i would like put my shit in my own hands you know i flung it everywhere and then i decided after i was flinging shit i'm not a monkey and then i could go to community college and take guitar lessons again yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyway, I'm just saying I could have been great, and uh, now I'm I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. I have a very similar situation because I always cooked as a child, and some of my first memories are me and my grandma and her being like, the oven doesn't have to be on if we make these uh, certain cookies that were made of egg whites, and it was egg whites and chocolate chips, and they just – cure sort of in the oven and and that was the whole thing is the oven doesn't have to be on it doesn't have to be dangerous but i cooked forever and i've always had if and i feel so sad because i feel like that my one talent in the world that i have has never will never come to fruition because i'm so good at cooking and i always have been and I want, when I was 18, I was like, Mom, I don't want to go to UC San Diego. I don't want to get my undergraduate degree in, I think, my first, when I applied, I got in under com- com- computer engineering, which is insane. Anyway. Yeah, you'd be so rich now. Why? <laughs> so I just wanted to cook. But when I was 18, I was like, I don't want to go to UC San Diego. I want get my culinary degree. This is what I want to do. I want to cook. I think about food all the time. And she was like, you will get a four-year degree. And if you want to pay for your own shit after that, that's your own business. And I was like, all right. And and I always, that culinary thing was always in the back. And I almost, if I didn't get into graduate school for writing, I had, I was going to spend the money in the culinary. I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. And I and I'm, I feel like uh, people have talent in the world, and that's great. And sometimes they're writers, and they're J.D. Salinger, and sometimes they're poets, and they're fucking Love Rubenstein, and sometimes they're I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the pot food person that I 
all of the stuff I do, I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm a genius, but I just give it to my friends and I'm like, it tastes so good. It's so good. And I know I'm doing so good. And I know I'm so good at food. And I just wish that my mom, I'm uh, so angry at her because I, if, what if I would have gone to the CIA when I was 18? Whoa. Right? And what? then like, and I would have narked still out. done, I mean, but I've always worked with pot the way I work You're with You're the sirens? It's a drug bust. It's you, Pam. You're working for the CIA now. I just, I'm really good at cooking with pot food and I'm really proud of, we just, I just finished my last, I ate so many of my last caramels. I was so happy they were macadamia nut caramels and they were the right. I think we've talked about uh, this before, but like, because City College in San Francisco is free and you can take the culinary thing. Yeah. I think we've talked about taking the baking courses because there's two separate things, right? There's like the, the cooking and yeah, the so, baking. So, yes, culinary is a three-month course that's like 24 hours a day. But baking is a 10-month course. So when you do, when you get your baking, if you decide to go to the CIA or any of the culinary <laughs> institutes, any of these things, Getting your regular chef degree is only like two, three months full time. But if you want to do baking, it is crazy. But here's the thing. I've never used scales in weed in any way or with anything. And all of their baking is like 100 grams of this, 100 grams of that. I eyeball everything. Every recipe, any food, any of you have ever eaten of my food. I eyeball everything. I've never used any recipes. That's impressive, when you, that's impressive with baking. Actually. When you go to the grocery store, you you don't use the scale to find out? No, I can I can eyeball weights absolutely i don't use scales either because they make me depressed when the number is much higher than i <sighs> hey i recently weighed myself and i'm just as fat as i was like three months we ago which is great because i'm like i'm not gaining weight we i'm already did and i'm uh, maintaining the same we talked about this all you have to do is walk much more yeah yeah i'm, I'm working on it i'm sure I've, I'm walk today everywhere. i've already walked three and a half miles I walk, I walk the minimum every day is two and a half. And if, and that's an off day. Most of my days are seven miles. But the, the, it's because I get to eat all the calories I want. Because. But you I, choose not to. <laughs> no. Um, Someday. No, Someday. Not all the time. No, I do. I do eat. I ate. Yesterday, I, I'm not trying to make light of your I ate uh, a lot eating yesterday. disorder. As I as ate that a lot yesterday. I really here's the thing though, I'm a, I'm not a numbers person, but I am. 1,200 calories. Who's that? Hi. Hello. Who are you? Nate. Nathan. Oh, oh yeah! Hey, Rizalbe. Nathan, Yay. Nathan is coming Nathan's on. Here. Nathan's here. Yeah. Masks the make masks us all crazy. Are, yeah, yeah. So how do we even? What time is it? Uh, nine forty-two. Perfect. Yeah. Yay. Hey, uh, Nate. Uh, do you know any bad dad jokes? Here, wait, Just wait. like a dad, you know? Like, uh, get up on stage there. There's that, that mic's live. Oh, I, I was just you, curious. No, yeah, no pressure, just, no pressure, no pressure. No, all the who pressure. Who is that on your mask? Is that Bob Ross on your mask? Yeah, or who is that? 
Eric Andre. Oh, okay. I see it now. It's like far away. All right. It's nice to see you. I had the I had the pleasure of working with Nathan's sister on um, Mike Evans Jr.'s comedy series that's going to be coming out super soon called Rent Check, and uh, it's amazing. And I play Mike Evans Jr.'s mother, <laughs> and um, Tony Sparks is his father. <laughs> uh, hi. And there are very many funny things that happen. And I man, if so Tony glad. Sparks was your father, those would be good dad jokes, right? Yeah. Well, we're it's it's very cute. I wear cute clothes and I run around, and I'm really excited about being a part of the series. And uh, it's going to be coming out on the Instagram. So I don't know wherever they're going to put them out. But it was like really filmed. They had like craft services. I got fed every time I was there. It was so good. It was wow. like. <laughs> And they were like, you're the talent. I was like, oh, do you need me to move this or move that? They're like, blah, 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 blah. you're the talent. And I was like, no, stop it. <laughs> I just, yeah. and I didn't even wear any makeup. And they're like, no, 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 we're cool. We just, we want it to be natural. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. Wow. So nice. They didn't give you any powder for, for. I'm that pretty. I don't I'm wow. one take Benjamin. You don't need to just. I'm that pretty. For the listeners. That's good. I, that's good to think. For the listeners. Have the confidence. It's great to have that confidence. I feel like I'm the reincarnated soul of e- Edie Beal of Grey Gardens. I love all of her outfits, and I try to, like, reincarnate all of my clothes in a way that she would be okay with. Have you ever watched Grey Gardens? No. Ah. I know, right? I feel like you've explained it to me before. So Great Gardens is this documentary, one of the first ones that was done by PBS Janice Films, the Maisels, the Maisel Brothers. Mm. They did a bunch of really great documentaries in the 70s and 80s. But um, the Beals of Great Gardens are um, Edie and Edie Beale, the old one and the young one, and they're related to Jackie Onassis, and they have this gorgeous estate in the Hamptons but they live there together with raccoons and cats and their world is falling apart and these guys come in and this is after they'd already sort of been saved by Jackie O came in and like made the house be okay because they were trying to condemn it wait Jackie O wasn't Jackie O's uh, Jackie O's cousin. Jackie O, I'm pretty sure their nudes leaked on Hustler. They were on the cover of Hustler, and it was like a big, big thing. orgy. Yeah, so it was a big thing. They were like, "Whoa, can we even print this?" And they got in trouble. Like, I don't know, because well, it's like a leaked nude. I think I'm thinking. I think yeah, it's Jackie no, O. Jackie O got in a lot of trouble because she and JFK used to do all kinds of methamphetamines back in the day because those were legal at the time. They had to be alive. They had to be awake. They're legal now. We just call it Adderall. But it was they were all up and down and up and down, and they were having all these parties. And JFK was like super orgy boy. Like, there's all kinds of things from the like late 50s early 60s crazy stuff hidden and back now in it'd the day all be on snapchat and tiktok and well Facebook i Live. They'd well, never thank god that didn't exist back then <laughs> they would have gotten in so much trouble like don't tell don't tell marilyn she'll get us all in trouble she's the one everybody's looking at well nathan like, says it's an amazing movie and uh i'm gonna take your word for it like a, it looks like a trustworthy person. well 
critic. I, I and know you his, speak highly of it. His family is in film. <laughs> they are. It's, yeah, I've heard that his family's been filmed before. Well, yeah. they are in film. So. Okay, for the <laughs> listeners who were wondering how many steps seven miles is, it's fourteen thousand seven hundred and eighty or so. And I or would so. walk 500 miles, and I would walk 500, 500 miles is 100,500. No. When I was hitchhiking, I would I sing that, that song. I would sing a parody of that song when I was hitchhiking. I'd be like, I would hitch 500 miles, and I would hitch 500 more just to be the girl who hitched 1,000 miles to pass out on your floor. <laughs> Here <laughs> 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 we go, we go. Like I'd be like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know <laughs> if it made me seem more crazy or more free spirited, but I would definitely sing songs to myself as I was like had my thumb out. <laughs> I would hitch five hundred miles. Yeah. The only place I've ever hitchhiked is in Greece, and I was not afraid the entire time. No worries. I mean, Jonathan. And I yeah, it's not the people that. Family, it's not the people that pick you up that are the killers. It's the hitchhikers. <laughs> the They're the one taking the risk. <laughs> not to say that I mean people. You know, I uh, there's so many jokes that I have that are about cannibalism that I didn't write all together. They just come to me, and I'm like. How do I have like three to five minutes of cannibalism jokes all of a sudden? Like, should I see a therapist? I don't know. What do you guys think? Listening audience to call in at 415-550-0511. You got to get it out somehow. Get those thoughts out of your head. Get them out. Yes. Get out of my head. And if you expel them through your mouth, I think that I think that'll work. Never say him again. Yeah, and then no, I, I won't have to worry about the hunger for human flesh because I got it out already uh, through jokes. I don't and want, pancake is not food. I don't want people to get hurt. He keeps telling me that, but like, I'm like, is that a challenge? I don't <laughs> want people to get hurt. Is that such a, a taboo? Hey, this guy's thinking about uh, not getting tortured later. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Hey, someone's got to get tortured. I love it when Pancake does a uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> like, it's like Pancake's ooey is, like, so much more soothing somehow. Thank you. Are you, you. playing the breaker right now? I'm about to play the breaker. All right. Yes. I should probably turn the volume up. No, on I'm going to I'm gonna do it in a sec. No, I'm just, okay. My was... cat's name is Mr. Poopy Butthole, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying that the volume is down on the iTunes. Oh, yeah. Bring it up. That's what I'm saying. Bring it up. 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 Hey, what do you get when you mix Ska with dubstep? First, you drop the bass. Then you pick it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. GQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. 
My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
San Francisco. What are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento at and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF at 20th and Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. L, 
that song is called Acid and Fapping. What is flat black plastic? What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat black plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto.